0: Let's just send it, boys. Welcome into Just the Tip, a fantasy football podcast. Today is June 22nd, 2021. Uh, Just want to say thank you guys for sharing, liking, subscribing, following our podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. If you wouldn't mind, just keep on in the like button, keep on downloading the episode, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Uh, just give him some nice tips from us and uh, throw them on the grill. Hopefully you did for Father's Day. Ryan, what did you do for Father's Day, man? Happy belated one.
1: Thanks, man. Uh, actually, I just caught up on yard work, hung around the house. My wife let me sit for like a couple of hours and watch a movie. That was nice. And uh, yeah, that was it. What movie? What movie? In the Heights. In
0: the Heights. All right.
1: Have you? Do you know what that is? I do not know. Have you seen Hamilton with with Lin-Manuel Miranda?
0: On oh, Disney, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's just his his first no, Broadway show. They just made it into a movie. What? Oh my God! Come on, dude. So <laughs> good. It's so good. Nope. It's so good. Nope. I mean, you're not you don't strike me as a musical guy, but
0: what gave that away? God, I will like... check it out for you though, just for you. <laughs> Regan, do you have any idea what he's talking about?
2: Not even a little bit.
0: Oh, (laughs) my God. Sorry. We're too busy doing cool
2: stuff. I was going (laughs) to say mainly things.
1: Watching Avengers and not appreciating actual art.
2: My daughter made me watch the movie Raya. It was pretty good. Not going to lie. And then we had to watch it it again, pretty much. Back to back? No, back to back days. Oh, all
0: right.
2: No, my father's good. day was good. I got bacon and breakfast in the morning. What did I do in the afternoon? Just Hang bacon my... for
0: breakfast. Nice. Yeah,
2: just a mound. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> um, my daughter loves it too, so you know she gets what she there wants. Then know. I, I get bonuses. What else did nice. I do? I hung out with my dad, and then we went to my parent, uh, my wife's parents, and her dad cooked up an endless amount of food, and it was enjoyable. Smoked on the grill, some Brazilian charcoal, whatever that means, but it said it on the bag. It worked well.
0: (laughs) Sounds it, man. Uh, Yeah, I did just hanging out with some family uh, the last weekend before they all went back home to Tennessee and Ohio and stuff. So uh, it was a good time.
2: That's awesome.
0: Uh, We lucked out with the weather, too, so can't complain.
2: And Saturday rained a little, right, at the end of the day, but it was perfectly set at the end of the day, so it was nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't too bad. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, enough with the pleasantries there. We want to uh, tell you guys a little something. All right, we got uh, some merch in stock. Ryan, why don't you show them
1: what we got? Yeah, well, clearly I'm wearing the hat. Sorry you can't see my face, but it shows a little it's bit a, more of a hat.
0: It's an improvement, man. I'm yeah, sure it's all everybody's going to be better. saying,
1: well, keep it that mean. way. I'm just going to put the hat against the camera because that's really the, the most important thing. So i got the hat here. we got got uh, some koozies. And, I mean, that's not a koozie. That's that a-, a coaster. coaster. coaster.
0: And that looks the- like and some nice material. The koozie. There we go. Somebody <laughs> was pre-gave it too hard for this podcast.
1: Oh man, we started too late. I can't even find my words. It's only gonna get worse from here. Sounds like. But it. yeah, we got all kinds of good stuff. The bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for it. <laughs> Drink up.
2: <sighs> Holy condensation!
1: <laughs> the only way you can solve that is by drinking more. Exactly. Yeah, it like sounds better too.
0: Yeah, it's like when you're playing beer pong. You know, you can't play sober. You gotta, you gotta be warmed up.
2: Yeah, that's when I start to do really bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sitting in a high chair, so that might be pretty, that might be dangerous.
2: Very true. All right, so you see
0: the merch. If you want to win some of that merch and not buy it when it goes on sale, we are going to have a little contest for you in this episode, so keep on listening. Later on, we'll get to it in a little bit on instructions on how to win the hat, the koozie, and a coaster, just in time for your 4th of July party. Sounds good, guys.
2: Yeah, I want my own first. We're giving them away, guys.
0: Uh, customers first. Fine. <sighs> fans, fans first, man.
2: People matter. Yeah, so just sure. make
1: sure I label them correctly.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody's getting a hat when they ordered a coaster. Coasters. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll
0: have to hire an intern for that stuff. Yeah. The good Listen news is they're all the awesome. Stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I am ripping yeah, open his
1: No, no. <laughs> oh, I felt like it. He was Jesus. ripping up
2: both sides. It was like one of those breakaway pants.
1: Guess so. He struggled there. All right. So we don't have uh not a lot of news, but uh a little bit. So we got uh wide receiver Golden Tate. Somehow he's he's still in the league and still oh, in the news. Uh his wish list is down to the Titans, the Colts, and the Rams. Uh do, do, we do we care? we Should he just retire? I feel like that should be the case.
0: Uh, maybe I We he's went over go. the Colts a little while right. ago. I mean, I guess uh, he might help them out. Maybe. Yeah.
2: yeah, I would agree. The Colts is uh the, probably the Question best shit there. Yeah.
1: It's like how Chad Ojosenko helped out the Patriots. Exactly. Yes, the...
2: they helped him sell jerseys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's some value there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. hmm Oh, man. All right. Next bit of news. We have some uh, we have a lot of confidence coming out of Arizona. So first, James Conner says him and and Chase Edmonds could be the best running back tandem in the NFL. And then on top of that, A.J. Green says pairing with DeAndre Hopkins will be, quote, unbelievable, end quote. So there's a lot of smoke coming from Arizona. So what do you think, guys? Is, Is this like the next greatest show on turf?
2: There's so many mouths to feed it's insane, and then when it comes to you know connor and edmonds fantasy value wise you know you never want there to be a two headed monster you know you want somebody to get in all the work, so uh you know, pushes me away from these guys a little bit more
0: <laughs> yeah we'll see I mean, we'll see in training camp right now it's a bit too early everybody's confidence and flying high and excited to be on a new team AJ, AJ green did get a lot of targets last year though uh so we'll see.
1: I feel like Edmonds and Connor are more like Siamese cats than they are two-headed monsters.
2: Bad choice of words. Good call.
1: Kind of, kind of of ugly. Not, not physically, just like you know their style. I don't know. More
2: more of like a cat dog from you know our '90s uh, friends. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. There you go. There you go. But I like the confidence. I like the confidence. Uh... So the, the biggest piece of news yesterday was that defensive end Carl Nassib, I'm sorry if I mispronounced his name there, for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so he, he comes out as the first active openly gay player. Uh, any any thoughts about this? You know, I
2: think you got a lot of positive uh, reactions back from everyone. And I saw that uh, so Michael Sam, who, who came out a couple years ago, you know, Gave him a, a great pat on the back, and he was really proud of him and happy about, you know, the word getting out there and making people more, feel more comfortable. So I think it's a great thing.
1: Mac?
0: I mean, I don't care. My teammates never cared when I told them I was gay. Just <laughs> kidding. In case they don't they're like, what?
2: <laughs> they never <No>. knew.
0: <laughs> they're like, oh, the fooled us. Yeah, no, yeah, good for him.
1: Yeah,
0: Honesty and uh and yeah, freedom for him so
1: yeah There's i watched the video it-
0: about or anybody else i know sorry uh merriweather i've heard him talk about it before when a lot of players were coming out after they uh retired and stuff and a lot of them wouldn't put up with it so yeah can't be easy yeah so, i mean I watched,
1: I watched the video that he that he posted he seemed very genuine very sincere It was a big step for him. I think a big step for the community. And uh, he was number one in uh, jersey sales for Fanatics over the last day. So that's good, too. No, that's great. Um, And then the last bit of news.
0: Well, I have one question. Yeah. You think he would take all our tips? Too soon. Too soon.
2: (laughs) I don't even think too soon is more.
0: (laughs) Inappropriate.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. We'll
0: edit I mean, that
1: out. Reagan later. can definitely. I don't know about us, man. Not me. No, no, no. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> so the last bit of news uh, coming out of the cricket world: England and Sri Lanka facing off tomorrow in the T Twenty I match. <laughs> uh, so, so two big, two big names: David Milan. Versus Kusal Mendes. Who you got? England or Sri Lanka? Mac? I
2: hate, I hate you. <laughs> Thank you. Can you play that again for me?
0: Uh, I, I know. We keep stepping on it. All right. Jeez. You know what? Let's just. Uh, let's.
2: Uh, the killing me awesome smalls eye. would have been a great one to play here. Uh, all right. Ryan, tell us how you feel about this You're game. Since me,
0: apparently.
1: 230-205 England over Sri Lanka.
2: What does that mean?
1: I don't know. <laughs> well, wow. all I heard all I heard was uh <laughs> it's hating on the cricket world, world, man. man. I tell you, it's not right. It's not we right.
0: Have... I'm sure uh, they'll uh they'll send us some hate mail. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, shall we?
2: Please. Oh gosh.
0: What are we doing today, Regan?
2: We're gonna. I think you're gonna jump on some uh, Washington football team. How you feeling about the uh, NFC East?
0: That is right. Episode thirteen here. We are doing the NFC division breakdowns. We took a little break last week uh, with our five point stance. If you haven't heard that episode, we uh, each gave five tips in our five point stance to uh, just keep in mind for during and beginning and after fantasy season. So. Uh, check that episode out. Uh, and then this one, yeah, we're just going to get back into the division breakdowns and uh, see what we discovered while
2: researching these teams. Here on ESPN 8, The Ocho, bringing you the finest and seldom seen sports from around the globe since 1999. If it's almost a sport, we've got it here. <laughs>
1: Every time. cricket was the perfect segue into that.
0: This is the Why, perfect. One. I already used it.
1: I dance of Washington.
0: All right, here's Washington.
1: Mr. President, in 12 hours I will destroy Washington DC with
0: this giant laser. All right. So, Washington Football Team, their bye week is week 9. All right. So, last year their record was 7 and 9, and that was good enough to be first of the division. This is how bad that division is for uh, football-wise. Fantasy, actually really good fantasy value in the in this division. But, uh, yeah, is it too competitive or just a weak division? Mm, it's like the chicken or the egg. We don't know what came first. So. Uh, but let's see. Washington, you got your notables here. Ryan Fitzpatrick, their quarterback. Uh, Antonio Gibson, the running back, with J.J., Uh, J.D. McKissick, excuse me, Uh, Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and Diami Brown, he's a rookie that they drafted, then you got Taylor Heineke, keep that in mind, Ryan, Uh, (laughs) just in case, alright, I'll get to that later, why you should keep him in mind, alright, not just for quarterback position, but for the receivers as well, alright, so... They were ranked last year for the offense, uh, 24th in passing, but ninth in pass attempts, uh, 29th in passing touchdowns, 27th in touchdowns, total and uh, same for the red zone. All right, so they are 30th overall in offense, which is pretty bad. <laughs> uh, their defense ranked six overall out of everybody. so makes sense that they went heavy on offense. Uh, to fix that up to help out their defense with uh, Chase Young leading the pack there. That guy's that guy's awesome to watch. So uh, they need to get them off the field more, a little bit more of a break. Keep sustaining drives on offense and to score to help them out. So you can't you can't win uh, many games when you're scoring in the bottom half of the league. Uh, so yeah, with. So they took defense in their first pick. So I said they focus on offense, but that was more in free agency, the draft. They took their linebacker, uh, from Kentucky, uh, Yamin Davis, a pretty versatile guy. Can cover. Uh, he's pretty quick, uh, and he he can hit hard as well. So uh, they took some other defensive players. I won't bog you all down with that, but Diami Brown, he's a four, four. Uh, speedy wide receiver that's his 40 time uh, he has big upside man he can go and get the ball a little bit on the smaller side but he uh, he can track it well uh, that's what I was trying to say there so keep an eye out on him uh, in deeper leagues or in dynasty I'm sure he's already on the team but just keep an eye out for him uh, let's see so in free agency they took another speedy but versatile wide receiver and Curtis Samuel All right. Uh, He's a familiar asset to Ron Rivera and the uh, offense coordinator, Scott Turner. Uh, So I believe they're going to find a better way of getting him in the end zone. Uh, He only had five total touchdowns last year, uh, two rushing and three receiving. So they're definitely going to use him better than uh, Carolina did last year, I believe. Uh, So look for Curtis Samuel being a a better player. What was he ranked last year? Uh, 25th out of receivers. So, uh, yeah, let's keep an eye out on that. Uh, they did mention in the draft, though, uh, they wanted fields, but he would have to drop to 19th. They weren't going to trade up for him. So they're taking the route of building the team first, kind of like Kansas City. Uh, Regan, do you like that? I know you're a big fan of fields. Uh, would you have traded up to get him?
2: Easily. You know, you know you're you're doing a rental for uh, Fitzpatrick for a one year deal, I believe. And you know they got they obviously have something in their defense. You know why wait? You know I, I don't know. It's just a it, it's a bummer to see it. You know they were seven and nine, first in the division. Look where they're at. You know they have a great chance of uh, stepping it up with a quarterback. And you know they didn't mm-hmm. do anything crazy in the draft, so I think that was kind of their shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Interesting strategy. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, in free agency, they also signed Adam Humphreys uh, for the slot guy, but he'll be hurt before the season even starts, so don't even bother. Uh, Lamar Miller. That's so rude. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's rude, but uh, truth hurts sometimes.
2: I'll knock on wood for you, buddy, even though you didn't want to come to New England, so I don't want to hear it.
0: Yeah, seriously. Uh, So, we got – where was I? Lamar Miller, too. They signed him off the Bears practice squad. Just another body, some depth, that running back. Uh, and, of course, the man that you all know, uh, if you listen back to Episode 2 of our podcast, we like to, for those that don't know, sometimes we like to ref- uh, use food analogies to describe our players. And I picked Ryan Fitzpatrick as my entree for meatloaf. So Mr meatloaf
1: you know what I will have some meatloaf let's have some meatloaf you want some
0: yes.
1: I need hey mom the meatloaf we want it now the meatloaf
2: okay wait too long uh,
0: so the reason I was saying that he was like meatloaf is because it's not about the meatloaf it's about the sides that make the dish so now he's surrounded by Antonio Brown Curtis Samuel uh And Terry McLaurin, as well, uh, who will be going into his third year. Those are some really nice sides there. Uh, He might be the most talented young team he's been around, Uh, but we'll see. So, I just think he's a good streamer to have. We'll get more into Fitzpatrick later. Uh, So, all right. Curtis Samuel, I want to highlight these three players. Curtis Samuel, he only had three reception touchdowns and two rushing. All right, so they'll line him up in the backfield, they'll line him up in the slot, they'll line him out wide. Very versatile. Look for him to be a top 20 wide receiver this season. All right, he's projected to be 34th right now. uh, But I think that's on sleeper, by the way, in PPR format for those that are new. We uh, rate everything or rank everything in PPR format right now. So he is behind T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Cortland Sutton. Jarvis Landry, Jerry Judy. Sutton and Judy have Teddy Bridgewater throwing them the ball right now, and that's what Curtis Samuel had to deal with. He doesn't throw many touchdowns, so I don't under- quite understand why they're ranked higher than him, Ryan. Uh, what do you think? In your way too early rankings, uh, Do you think uh, would you take Judy or Cortland Sutton over Curtis Samuel right now? And <laughs>
1: I don't think I don't think oh, over yeah. Curtis Samuel. I think I think Curtis Samuel is, is trending in the right direction. If he can if he can carry his momentum from from last year to this year, and like you said, he's he's always had to kind of deal with poor quarterback play. But if you look at his numbers every single year, his receptions go up significantly. Every single year, his yardage goes up significantly. He can be used in so many different ways. Um, so Sutton Judy, I I would have him ranked above both of them. Now Higgins and Chase might be a different story. Um, if Joe Burrow comes back and he, you know, plays like the quarterback he he did for the first ten weeks of last year, I think those guys could see a huge target share and a lot of receptions. And I know we talked about them in the past. So I'd probably put Curtis Samuel somewhere in the middle there. I would probably take Chase over over him.
0: Would you, Regan? Would you go with the rookie over over Samuel there?
2: Probably wouldn't go, but in general, those, those, uh, the yeah. players you mentioned that were ranked right around there that's pretty nice considering that's 31 overall. Um, uh, pretty impressed by that, honestly. Um, but to answer your question, no, nah, I'd probably go Curtis. All right.
0: I was just curious what you guys thought as well. All right. We'll I think have our rankings.
1: One more uh, thing on that. I think Samuel yeah. is, a, I think he's, a, if you're talking like in the 30s and we're talking about flex options, I think Samuel is, is a more conservative pick. There, where Chase would probably have a higher upside, but definitely uh, a lower floor for sure. Yeah, I
0: just, I I don't see Curtis Samuel dropping ten spots lower than what he was last year. uh, Mm -hmm. With quarterback that's going to throw the ball and better coaching around him, I think anyway, a more familiar
1: coach. Yeah, I'm high. I'm high on this guy. I I really am. I've said it kind of from the beginning. Um, oh, plus he had 200 rush yards last year he had two touchdowns on the on the ground uh paired with 850 yards so we're talking almost 1100 total yards
2: pretty early though 31 is that what a uh, round is that around what 4 5 I'm guessing yeah it's
0: a there oh well that's the uh, overall wide receiver rankings that's on overall ranking so.
2: that's i know that's yeah. what i was thinking though i was thinking like four or five uh maybe it's a little bit less but you know that's still I pretty agree. early in the draft you know yeah, no, you're still looking it's... for you're still looking for a good quality so that, that's i think that's probably why i lean more to curtis because like right. you said um chase would be upside so you kind of kind of want to wait a little bit to take that upside yeah
0: no it makes sense uh, next Antonio Gibson. All right, Riverboat Ron was referring to him as the next Christian McCaffrey last year. All right, Ryan, how come they didn't use him like Christian McCaffrey then? Uh, he was great last year for a rookie season. Uh, took a little bit to get a little bit to get going. Excuse me, but they didn't pass on the ball that much. Like I think the highest he had was seven or eight attempt passing attempts. Uh, targets rather. So he only had five receptions, I think, in one game was his highest. So I don't know why they don't use him that way. I love this guy did though. He,
1: when did he refer to him as that?
0: When his rookie year.
1: Yeah, was it this okay. Yeah, okay. so it
0: was yeah, it was last year. Uh because I was pretty high on Antonio Gibson targeting him and uh pretty much had him in every single league. Uh especially after you dropped him. Uh e. <laughs> near the beginning of the season. Uh, who'd you drop him for? you remember?
1: No, no, I, I <laughs> don't. of course we you don't. Know. <laughs> anyway. All right. Still, like we're still in a league with defense. He was a late flyer when I drafted him. So now in hindsight, it looks like a real terrible move, but I needed like a defense or a kicker. I think I ended up yeah. just cutting him of all the names on my bench. Mm hmm.
2: If you yep. said kicker, we might have to boot you from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Defense, totally understand. I don't,
1: I don't blame you. Let's just not look back. So we're well, moving forward. I'm moving, I'm moving forward moving in the future. Forward. This is like All a right.
2: year ago, guys. This is you know, yeah, in the past.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, I'm expecting a sophomore slump, though, this year. So what was he ranked at? He was ranked 13th overall. Uh, I'm expecting a bit of a slide uh, from him this year. Uh, Just because of all the weapons that they got around him now. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. uh, Different quarterback. Not Alex Smith. Uh, And who they have before. Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen. (laughs) I expect uh, a bit better. Passing attempts to the receivers. So they won't rely too much on Antonio Gibson. Plus J.D. McKissick. They really want to get him involved as well. So running back tandem. That's how the league's going. Uh, So... He's being drafted in the front of the third uh, third round. He's being taken after Akers and Dobbins and Swift and Harris. Najee Harris is ranked 27th, and then Gibson's like 28th. Are you guys going to go with the rookie over uh, Gibson there? You go, know Najee Harris with all the weapons surrounding him? You are shaking your head, Regan. All right, so you would yes, take sir. back end of the second round or front end of the third round. For Najee Harris before you
2: oh, take yeah. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. I've seen a lot of mock drafts, too, that he's been going in, like, first round, which is mind-blowing. Um, yeah. I did want to throw something out there. I did a little research on um, <clears throat> Antonio Gibson when I saw this. And, uh, you know, the main problem was McKissick. You know, McKissick got 106 targets. Gibson only got 43. You know, uh, in yards after the catch, McKissick only had 6.3. And Gibson actually had 8.5. and Gibson's coming out of the backfield for the most part. You know, McKissick's uh, was in the slot a little bit more. You know, so his passes were a little bit farther downfield. So that actually gives him the advantage to yards after the catch. He's got a little bit more of an open field, doesn't have to go past the line. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them had a 92% catch rate, which is great. Um, but one of the things that came out about this was McKissick with 106 targets. They're basing this off, well, the word is that they did this. For Alex Smith's sake, and you know, to keep keep the ball out of his hands as much as possible and as fast as possible, so they would just dump the ball out to McKissick more and more. Um, I actually think, you know, and Gibson, I think Gibson's going to get a lot more catches this year. I was looking at some of his videos, and he's just more elusive than McKissick. I think he's a better player overall.
0: Oh, he's a stud. Yeah, he's yeah
2: a stud. absolutely. The only thing that scares me now is uh, Curtis Samuel. You know, with them taking him uh, and putting him in the backfield a little bit more, you know, that's going to take a couple more catches away. That being said, I still think Gibson um, has a better a better uh, receiving record this year than last year.
0: No, very good, very good. I uh, I hope you're right. Me too. And I will take him over Najee Harris because yeah. he will do better than Najee Harris. All right. Anyway, so moving on to Ryan okay. Fitzpatrick. All right. Uh, so pro football reference. Okay. I went through this today. He's only started for f- full seasons three times in his 16-year career. All right. He's never broken 4,000 passing yards. Uh, he's only gone above 500 three times in his career. Once was he went 2 and one as a starter in Tampa so if you count that as going above 500 technically you're right so the reason I'm getting excited about streaming him is that uh, you can usually stack him with a receiver that you took pretty early all right so then when you stream Fitzpatrick you stack the points it's always nice doing that uh, so he was throwing like Tavante Parker Mike Evans Andre Johnson if you remember him and Stevie Johnson Uh, you know those were great players back in the day as well with him Uh, so look for him to do that with McLaurin or Curtis Samuel as well but the problem is it's going to be short-lived all right so it's like you took that meatloaf and microwaved it so it's hot for a bit but it cools down pretty quick as well so that's what I'm saying look out for Taylor Heineke man he might take over just be wary as soon as they start going 500 and Ron Rivera is like all right nope we're gonna go with the kid They signed him to a two-year deal uh, with a bunch of incentives. Uh, In the playoffs, Heineke, he went against the Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that were going to become champions later on, and he played pretty well with a crappy offensive line scrambling around against that great defense of the Bucs. Threw for over 300 yards and a touchdown. Compared to Drew Brees, who only threw for 134 yards and he went one touchdown and three picks. So Heineke's better than Drew Brees. Can you believe it? <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> In the you. playoffs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Are we gonna hold you to that?
0: <laughs> I mean that you could that's the beauty about stats. You could make it uh, Dude, any way you argument, want. any way you want, right?
2: That was a good so, game though to watch. That was a fun game.
0: It was. It was. Uh, You guys got anything to add to the Heineke hype I'm putting on? I'm not really. I'm being pretty sarcastic. I'm just saying Fitzpatrick. I don't think he's going to start the whole season. So be careful of your receivers. If Heineke's not able to deliver the ball to them as well, you might want to keep an eye out for trading them as well. Say it's the beginning of the season, six games in, they're pretty hot. You're not sure. You don't have the trust. In their backup QB, Kyle Allen or Heineke, that's all. Awesome. Yeah, I, you guys agree?
1: Okay. I mean, I'll tell you, the, the really small sample size. It was a super exciting. He made a lot of big plays.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but you know, you know, Wells did stuff like that, and has done stuff like that his whole career. You know, the Nick Foles of the world, the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. the uh, Kevin Cobb's of the world. So, yeah, too small of a sample size. And Matt
0: Matt Flynn making a Matt huge Schmidt. contract off a couple of games. Oh, man. Uh,
1: yeah.
2: Also, what's the guy from Denver? I forgot his name.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, Mr. Osweiler. Mr. Osweiler. Yeah.
2: Made like $41 million and played like six games.
0: Outrageous. Good yeah. for him. <laughs> exactly. Good for him, man. Seriously. All right. Well, with nothing to add, let's do our next part here and his name is john c contest time baby all right so hopefully you made it this far we went a bit longer there than i expected but for the contest all right if you want to win the hat and the koozie and a coaster ryan want to hold that up to show people again you can win these beauties all you have to do is go to our youtube channel at just a tip a fantasy football podcast. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. And leave a comment in the comment box of what your favorite sleeper is this season. Just the name. Uh, so
2: I'm going to be crazy. Name. Taylor Heineke.
0: No. You want to make that your favorite sleeper? <laughs> be realistic. Not like that. You know, Just leave you know a to be. St- oh, There's going to be somebody <laughs> like that. And I'll love it. Not going to help your chances, though. Don't try to butter me up like that. All right. We will pick a name at random. All right. So we'll announce it next week on who the winner is. So once again, go to our YouTube channel at Just a Tip, a fantasy football podcast. Comment what your favorite sleeper is for this season.
2: Like subscribe. Did
0: I forget anything there? Oh, yes. Like and subscribe. Thank you, Regan.
2: Always there for you, buddy.
0: I appreciate it, and I know you are. Uh, all right, I think we we should move on to the Giants here, Regan. What do you have for us? No drop. I don't have. Oh, I try again a drop.
2: How rude! You get this awesome drop for your team, and I get nothing.
1: I don't play with girls. <laughs> That's
2: all right. There the you Giants. Go, the Giants. Thanks. Appreciate that, buddy. All right, so the New York Giants, uh, really depressing to look up again. I keep getting these great ones. Uh, notable players, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Darius Slain, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Coney, uh, Tony, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Kenny Galladay. We got some good – good. Yeah, we got players here. I'll just put it that way. So they ended up getting Kenny Galladay in free agency, signing a $72 million deal. Uh, with forty million dollars in guarantees, uh, they drafted Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Real quick, speedy guy, not the best uh, route runner, but he, you know it. Can, they can build on him. He's got the speed and uh, the ability to make uh, big plays. Um, they traded down uh, from pick eleven to grab him. They and free agents. They got Kyle Rudolph, Kelvin Benjamin, Devontae Booker. Um, Kelvin Benjamin is going to be a tight end. I don't even see him making the team. I'm pretty sure they had more tight ends on the team than they do wide receivers in the death chart. So that was surprising. Offensively, the Giants needed players uh, back or, in general, uh, offensive tackles, tight ends, and wide receivers. They needed the offense to to be boosted. They needed help. Um, they get offensive tackle Nate Solder back after opting out of the 2020 season. Andy restructured his contract to join back. They also used their fourth overall pick last year, so not this past year, but the year before, on offensive tackle Andrew Thomas. It was, I believe, yeah, the fourth pick overall. So he was a little lackluster. You know, he they didn't think he was going to be, but thought he was going to be a lot better. And he still has the opportunity to be so. He could be their stud, but he just he came off a little, uh, a little lame, I should say, last year. And then Kyle Rudolph, they acquired him for sixteen million dollars. How Rudolph's thirty-one years old, guys. That's how old I am. <laughs> Sixteen million dollars. I just realized that is really depressing.
0: Probably just Andy, the same amount of concussions too.
2: Oh, Andy's coming off a foot injury. I just broke my foot last year.
0: Oh my god, you guys are like twins.
2: <laughs> I was playing basketball. He's playing football. So it doesn't even match up. So, <laughs> so a real sport. Uh Yeah, well, I retired from football because of the concussions. <laughs> I like getting out of bed in the morning. Oh, man. So last year, I forget how many games he played, but he uh pretty sure it was about 13. He only had 28 catches, 334 yards, and one touchdown. Oh, it's 12 games, I'm sorry, and one touchdown. They have M- Evan Ingram, who is an, a known name. He's been there for a few years. But he seems to be somewhat in the hot seat this season. Uh, this is obviously shown when they sign a 31-year-old to a $16 million contract. They're pretty much telling you you need to do something. He he, only, he had 11 no, – dr- <laughs> Oh, my God. That oh, that just doesn't even make sense. That, there was another player. I think it was Matthew – Matthew. Oh, Matthews. He played for the Eagles, the wide receiver. He's come – Jordan Matthews? Mm-hmm. He's come back as a tight end, too. Oh, I was like, what is going on?
0: Played for the Chargers, too, I think, back in the day.
2: Oh, that's who Man. it was. Yeah, the Eagles necessary? too. Um, oh, so Maybe that's what I'm <laughs> so Ingram dropped eleven passes last year, which actually doesn't sound yeah. that bad. But three of those interceptions are uh, three of those uh, misses turned into interceptions. So the ten interceptions thrown by Daniel Jones, three of them were off of en- Evan Ingram's hands. All these, also all these, um. Drop passes seem to happen in big moments. So I guess he just doesn't have the cojones, co- co- you know, to be on the main stage.
0: Ooh. Shots
2: <laughs> Yeah, that happened. He did have 63 catches last year, uh, which is his best. I believe he actually got sent to the Pro Bowl, but only recorded one touchdown. So I don't know. Not no fantasy value there right there for me. Um, and I think I wonder what their thought process is with uh, Kyle Rudolph and who's really going to be the number one in the depth charts in Ingram right now, but we'll see in uh, OTAs and practice. As for the wide receiver position, they have two uh, two good number two wide receivers in Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, as well as the addition of Kadarius Tony that they drafted. There's one more uh, wide receiver, obviously Kenny Galladay, but I'll get to him in a second. But Daniel Jones you know he's got like i said he's got two decent wide receivers that he's had he's got Kadarius Tony he's got Kenny Galladay. yet he is absolutely horrid it's almost disgusting to see some of these stats when i see that in uh, was it 2019 he had 18 fumbles 12 interceptions i was like 18 is wild i had to double check it he had 3000 change yards he had 24 touchdowns and i think that's where all the hype came from uh, in 2009, 279 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. But last year, you know, he didn't he didn't <laughs> fumble at 18 times, but only 11, and had 10 interceptions, <laughs> less than 3,000 yards, only 11 touchdowns, 432 rushing yards, including that great 80 yard rush that he, <laughs> he tripped himself at like the one yard line last year. So that was great, and he only had one rushing touchdown. Needless to say, he's horrible. Um Yeah, perfect. That was probably meant for him. Uh <laughs> that being said <laughs> that being said, they did air get out there. this place after hearing all that. Oof. Uh I, I I honestly skipped him last night, guys. I woke up in a cold sweat saying I forgot Daniel Jones, and then I realized I forgot him for a reason. He's pretty <laughs> forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh geez. That being said, they they did, you know, add some uh add some firepower signing um Penny Galladay to that $72 million deal. You know, they they needed something, and hopefully this can help Daniel Jones take it to the next level. I think it might be too late and they are gonna have to move on, but that's just me. You know, before last season, um Kenny Galladay only played five games. He ended up leaving with a hip injury before that the seasons before that, um, the two seasons before back to back. He had a thousand yard seasons, which is great you know you can't ask for more than that have more than a 1000 yards he just you know that's it really is tough when you're coming off like a hip injury that really nags you through the season uh looking at Galladay's stats from 2019 so the year before season uh he ranked number 7th in air yards with 907 yards 27th in yards after the catch 283 number 1 in deep targets 37 and number 1 in total touchdowns with at 11 I, I believe that's number 1 so that's not a bad person to add. You know, if he can take the top off the defense and you have those two other stud wide receivers to actually do something, you know, we're looking at something pretty nice here. You know, I I, I am shying away from Kenny G, though. This is tough. The numbers are great, especially with his air yards and deep targets, obviously. He's definitely an amazing player. But we With all these mouths to feed, it's, it's almost... Like, this is why I'm shying away. You got Sterling Shepard... Darius Slayton, Kadarius Tony, Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, and, of course, Saquon Barkley. You have all those mouths to feed. I can't see Kenny, Kenny G, you know, putting up that 1,000 yards that he's actually normally used to doing or averaging until his injury. Let's say I'm nervous. He's going in the fifth round, so that's a little, little steep for me.
1: Yeah, I think I think the the guys around him that you're going to be able to draft in the fifth round, like with Kenny Galladay, it's going to be all about his projection and where he's landing. I think fifth round you can find guys who are going to be more durable. uh Probably have a better quarterback. Probably have more targets. So you got to be mindful of that. Now, if he slips a little bit and you can grab him, sixth round, seventh round, the talent around him is is thinning. That's the time to to nab him. But it. You know, fifth round—that seems a little early. Where there's going to be a lot of different receivers available.
2: No, yeah, and that's a, that's a great point to always look at that and see what's around you. And you know, there's an average draft position, but make sure it actually is fitting. You know, for the risk that you're taking on those players. And we talked about that in a lot of our tips. Um, but all right, so get to the main question: uh, Saquon Barkley, guys. He obviously coming off his torn ACL. Oh, man, where am I? All right, here we go. So he's coming off the torn ACL. He had to wait an additional six weeks for surgery because of swelling and so on, which is just horrible, which obviously prolongs his recovery and so on. Barkley actually came out and said that he's unwilling to guarantee if he'll be ready the Giants regular season opener. I did get a, uh, a note from CBS today, though. They said in uh, a workout video he was seen, um, cutting and catching uh, at practice, which is a great sign. So that's amazing. Just that something to add. Looking back at his 2019 season, he did uh, fine, finishing with a thousand rushing yards, fifty-two receptions, eight uh, total touchdowns. It, not the best, but you know it's a respectful, respectable season. Um, and that is great and all, but. In 2018, he was phenomenal with 13, 1,300 rushing yards, 91 receptions, 15 total touchdowns. That's – you know, other than the yards, it's double everything for the most part, which is um, – you know, that's why he was probably ranked number one in last year. I, I actually have to look that up, but I think it was around uh, – I don't know what it was in 19. That's something I'll have to get back to on. Um, he only played uh, 13 games in 2019. Uh just keep that in mind. You know, that's why he only got a thousand yards. So he would have got a little bit more, but nothing compared to that t- 2018 season, especially with his receptions and touchdowns. There's no way he would have made that all up in three games. His average draft position on ESPN is one uh, first round, fifth pick overall. I would say that's a, you know, like, it kind of makes me nervous right there. Just a little bit. Just you don't know what you're getting um, if he is o- honest about. You know, he's going to do what's best for him. And if he's injured and not 100%, he's not going to come back. So you might miss a few games in the beginning of the season. But the good news is, you know, we have, he they have all that talent at wide receiver now. It's going to open up the box for him, hopefully, if Daniel Jones can get his game going. But it's all based on when he gets out there. So I'll open it up to my first question, guys. Um, when drafting in the first three rounds, are you willing to take a shot on players that could possibly miss a game uh, like Saquon Barkley? You know, but obviously, you know, they have the potential to be great. Are you guys nervous about, you know, using one of those picks?
0: Yeah, I, I would be, I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't take him until the second round. I'd much rather take... Uh, you said fifth overall he was being, his ADP was?
2: Correct. Yep, fifth overall right now on ESPN.
0: PPR, like, even... Even that, I would still probably take Derrick Henry and Chubb, and they're not well known for PPR. Uh, I'd probably yeah. still go with them. And then Yeah, you
2: know you're getting those points.
0: Tomorrow, McCaffrey, before that. So, yeah, I don't see him going in the first round. I'd probably take Zeke over him, honestly.
2: I'll get into that later with my all Dallas. Right. <laughs> all all right, right, but, yeah, all all I I right. agree with you, honestly. and That's actually a consensus, too. I've looked at a several... Uh, Websites and they all have them at five. Hmm.
1: Would you take uh Stefan Diggs or Devontae Adams over? over one? Yeah, so, yeah,
2: it depends on where, oh, where in the first round, I'm guessing you're saying.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're talking fifth, that's kind of where you start thinking about like, is it, is it worth it to take. You know wide receiver one or wide receiver two as opposed to running back five right. If there's an injury risk attached to it and Diggs has a you know a history of staying healthy and, and Kelsey, I believe know,
2: that get, I believe that gets back to I think it was Max uh, tips on the last episode to get into. I was one of you guys with the once you got like past six, the wide receivers just made more sense. yep, yep. Um, it did. so it's something to look into guys, look at the last episode and look into that. it's a great info.
1: You got a lot of time to figure out Saquon too. Like, pre, I think preseason is going to be important for him because you're going to be able to know if he's actually healthy or not leading up into Week One. And as you get later on into you know the end of August, where you're actually going to be drafting, you're going to have more information than you have now because right now you don't know. Like, he could have setbacks, couple of setbacks, and Week point. One or Week Two turns into Week Three or Week Four or Week Five. I mean, we, you see Very that all true. the time. So, I, with that said, though, like. If you see him a little bit in the preseason or at least you know he's like practicing and moving around and whatnot like this guy is a special talent. Regan went over his stats there in 2018. Like 91 catches, almost 1200 rushing yards, 15 touchdowns. 15 touchdowns. Yeah, and and he only played 13 games the next season and he would have been on pace to I think have at least the same amount of rushing yards.
2: Definitely would have had the same amount of rushing yards if he averaged about 100 per game. Yep. You know, three he more, had 50, 52 catches, eight touchdowns. So, you know, the num- it would have looked a lot better with three more games.
1: Yeah, and he's averaging four catches a game. So you're saying you're, now you're like 65, 66 catches. So, I mean, and if he can get back to form, this guy, is an, he, he's, he's a stud. He's a guy that's going to catapult you in the playoffs. But his injury risk is... It's so high right now. Two seasons in a row where he's missed—you know—he missed three games and he missed the whole season. Who knows where who knows where he's going to be at?
2: Yeah, you saying that just makes me—you know—I I don't think I could let him pass me in the first round. But it's got to be those last like, an eleven, twelve. I'm not taking him earlier than that. I want to make sure I can get somebody on the turn that I can rely on. So, just a thought. Yeah.
0: Very true. Good points, Regan. Appreciate it. All right, we gotta we gotta move this along a bit.
2: It says moving along then he that he plays. That. like
0: it says it says Eagles, but that sounds like seagulls to me. So anyway, Ryan, <laughs> let's <laughs> go with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles there.
1: I think seagulls is more appropriate nowadays. <laughs> I
2: like it's it.
1: Pretty. Uh... Yeah, so speaking of key additions, after the Seagulls comment, go uh, Flacco. Yeah, he's a big <laughs> offseason signing. <panic. laughs> Come
0: oh. on, they did more than that.
1: Yeah, they actually had a really, uh, really busy offseason. So uh, I'll go through a couple points here real quick. We'll get into and get get into the questions. But they fired Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson. Uh, and the nail in the coffin for Doug Peterson was definitely that uh week 17 game against the washington football team where he benches jalen hurts in the in the fourth quarter uh for nate sudfeld they're down three points they end up not winning the game and just a total sign that he would that he was just giving up and and, you know turn the locker room against them so i've made a huge mistake yeah exactly oops uh Yeah, and then this offseason offseason they traded quarterback Carson Wentz to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. Uh, The conditions for that is that if Wentz plays 75% of offensive snaps or if he plays 70% of offensive snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, then that'll turn into a first-round pick. Uh, But this guy was supposed to be the franchise quarterback. He was supposed to be the guy for the next 10, 12 years. So a uh, huge step back for the franchise. They release the Jackson. They release Alshon, Al uh, Alshon, Jeffery. They do keep a couple of big names. Like they restructured the contract of Brandon Brooks, who was uh, pro bowl guard center. Uh, Jason Kelsey was considering retirement. He ends up, he ends up staying. Um, they signed Joe Flacco. They drafted uh, Devonte Smith. And I'll get into that in a little bit too. So, you know, they certainly were, were busy. Um, but I mean the main thing about this team is uh you know their their picks over the last couple of years, like they've really tried to address this wide receiver room. And you know, they spent a uh in 2019 they spent a second round pick on JJ arcega Whiteside. Yeah. And Yay. I, thought, <laughs> I thought there was a little thing coming there from Mac. And uh, then uh, I didn't queue it up. It's all good. And then
0: uh Jalen actually- Rager. A little note, he actually has been having a good camp.
2: So,
1: Yeah, I'll, everybody's I'll having to... a good camp. Yeah, <laughs> it's
2: been like two days.
1: Uh, Mac Jones Andy, is a Pro Bowler, like... Hall of Famer. Uh, hey, but then he, he sucks the next day. But then he, he's a Hall of hey, Famer the next day. Stop speaking
0: good. evil on my corkle.
2: It's like putting your name on the test at school. You just get points for showing up, type of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, James Conner and Chase Edmonds are the best running back tandem in pro football right now, you know, according to training camp. So that that is good. I'm glad to hear that. He's, you know, has has something. I'm just saying he looks
0: good catching the ball. Okay, continue.
1: Uh, Jalen, your first round pick last year. So in three overall seasons between these two players, they have combined for 45 catches, 650 yards and two touchdowns. First round pick and a second round pick across three seasons. That is gross. Uh, so they're hoping that by bringing in Devonte Smith, who was their first round pick this year, that he can far surpass those numbers in one year, talking double the amount of catches, triple the amount of yards. We'll see what not, happens. Not very hard. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I so just a little bit of, uh, of context here, guys. Uh, the next pick after Jalen Rager last year, how about Justin Jefferson? How about five picks later, Brandon Ayuk? Let's go back to 2019. Arcega-Whiteside uh, picked ahead of both DK Metcalf and Deontay Johnson. So it's it's not even like I it'd think be AJ one Brown thing. Too. Yeah,
0: yeah. I might add that mixed up. It might be flipped, but yeah, yeah, it was
2: close anyway.
1: I mean. It would be one thing if you're trying to target a need and you're missing on these big names, right? Like if you need an offensive lineman, you, go, you shoot for an offensive lineman and Metcalf goes next. Okay, you can rationalize that. You are targeting that position and you are failing so bad that you're missing these superstar talents that are taken immediately after these guys who you're taking. I, I'm i not sure. I know Roseman as a GM, like he has, you know, they've they've won three divisions in the last four years or or they've made three playoff appearances. They've won a Super Bowl. Like he has all these accolades, but he has made some bad moves and it's time for this team to start rebuilding. Um, so I don't yeah. know. I'm going to get into the questions here because I know we're running sl- slim on time. Um, you know, just to get into the running backs a little bit, kind of a loaded running back room. Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, the fifth round pick this year uh on Johnson uh big name from a year or two ago I don't think any of those guys are taken away from Miles Sanders but Mac my question to you is that I know that when you have a running quarterback uh you are wary of the, the running backs on those teams so mm-hmm. where do you, where do you see Miles Sanders valued as the best uh
0: let's see so mid third round pick I'd probably take a shot on him. But, you know, I'm not excited about it. Uh, you're not going to get the PPR points, I don't think, with him. Uh, and last year, he did better against the tough competition than easy matchups. You think he's going to do awesome, and he didn't at all. So, I don't know. I'm um, Maybe late third, I'd probably take him.
2: Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I kind of it's kind of a comparison to last year, or well, the year before, with uh Lamar Jackson, maybe Mark Ingram, where they're going to have one diesel back just run it in, you know, and that's not going to be that's not going to be uh, Sanders. So, a little nervous about that.
1: Yeah, that I, think, I think Matt kind of hit the nail on the head. Like you pick them, but then you're like, I don't. I don't love that pick. Like, I mean, once you put the sticker up on the board, if you're on a live draft, it's like, ah. Uh,
2: you right. might get made fun of blocking back. <laughs>
0: you might. All right. You going to take Chris Carson or him? I know you oh, guys Chris don't Carson. like Chris Carson that much. So I'm just curious, trying to
1: gauge where you're at. I'd have to look at the rankings again. I mean, yeah. I, I think just given the context and, and knowing Jalen Hurts is going to eat up eight, 900, maybe even 1,000 yards this season, on the ground, I think I would I would go Carson just to play it safe. Mm. If given the choice between those two guys. Now, if I had other options, I might take somebody else. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, not real high on him, but you know he certainly does have his value. And then Riggs, are you taking a flyer on Jalen Rager this year? Do you think maybe he has a possibility of uh, booming in year two?
2: So what I literally wrote in the doc is... As you can read, nope, nope, nope. It's I want to stay far away from this team. Uh, honestly, I have Jalen Hurts in a keeper league, which I'm pretty pumped about. A two QB league that I'm gonna keep. I think I got him like the 13th round or something. So I'm pumped about that. But that is about it. You know, Jalen Rager had 11 games last year, 31 receptions, 396 yards, and two touchdowns. That is there's nowhere. No, no need for that on my team, especially if they're going to bring somebody in that they're going to try to possibly force feed. All set. That is all. That's <laughs> I, don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about this guy anymore.
0: I mean, I, so I traded with Ryan to get Jalen Hurts. He's only 22. So besides him, I really don't see much value in anybody else. Like You're not attracted to, to grab him. You're not targeting him. At all, maybe Devontae Smith for PPR, like a little guy I mean, we really haven't talked about him. Heisman winner and stuff. He's quick, he's shifty, great hands and stuff. But one big hit in the NFL, and it <laughs> is he gonna hold
2: up? Yeah, he's he got hit a lot in college. You gotta give There's him some credit, but hands. I agree. He looks it's like a Eagles. toothpick compared to some of these. <laughs> well, it depends on how Jalen Hurts lays out his. Uh, red basket shots. If he's laying them out there,
1: you might get his head taken off. Right. Oh, but
0: did play with him for a little bit. So. Right.
1: Yeah. I know he's been compared to Marvin Harrison and Marvin Harrison played at a time where you could get away with a lot more as a defensive player. And he stayed healthy for most of his true. career. So true. it's, it's hard to tell, but he is obviously he's very small. That was something that was brought up throughout the offseason for him and one of his cons. But I think he's a guy who's going to get a ton of targets. I could see him being inconsistent because I think the offense is going to be inconsistent. I think even though like, so I know we're going to talk about our projections later, but just a little bit of a spoiler here. I have Jalen Hurts as my my quarterback 11. I think he passes for almost 4,000 yards. I think he gets 22 touchdowns. I think he makes a lot of mistakes and turns over the ball a lot, but I also think he gets a lot of rushing yards. So I, I, I think that he's going to be inconsistent though. Even looking at last year, it was like, You know, from week 14 to week 17 is 150 yards, 340 yards, you know, 120 yards, 310 yards. So I think he's going to be like boom or bust kind of kind of guy, at least as far as the passing game goes. Um, So he'll put up consistent points because he has the ability to run. But I don't know if his receivers are going to put up those consistent points.
2: Yeah, I think when I was making our uh, ranking sheet, I'm pretty sure he's rejected if you went for the pace last year, it was like twenty fumbles. So there's your mistakes.
0: <laughs> uh, let's hope to God he doesn't do that.
2: Yeah, cut those down a little bit, <laughs> but still, that's depressing.
1: I just want to fit this in before we move on. Dallas yeah, Goddard. No. I think he right now he's projected as tight end number seven. Uh, do you see him fitting into into the top five with tight ends?
2: Yeah, I, not, not to me. I think seven's perfect. I can't take him over the upside of Hawkinson and Pitts. I think there's too much there. Um, but I don't think anybody's in front of him. I don't think he even has anybody close. So he's definitely number seven. You no, know, he he might move up a little bit, but these guys just have so much value and so much upside that I, I couldn't take them draft-wise. Um, but I don't know. If you're saying final rankings, top five, You know, maybe he gets five. That That'd be the best. I think.
0: Mm,
2: nope,
1: not in my top five. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm not yeah, i think he'll be
2: at he'll be at my seven.
1: I think Reese is right. I think Reeks is kind of spot on here. I think ceiling's probably top five. I mean, barring like yeah. Kittle has an injury trend, he's he hasn't been able to land in the top five because he's been hurt for the last couple of years. I don't know that for five And Kittle
2: when I will play. be out again, so
1: and I, then we can make a bet on it.
0: He yeah. makes the top five. Yeah, I'll shave my beard if he makes the top five.
2: Uh, I don't want to see that. <laughs>
0: I'll I'll let you shave it.
2: Also, don't want to see that. <laughs>
1: I'll grow a beard if uh, he doesn't make the top five. All right, I think that's there we go. Be safe. A safe bet. But
0: and, and yeah, Mark Andrews is in a
1: similar situation. I could see him passing Andrews because Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts. Who knows who's going to be more effective in the passing game, and then. And then Kittle's injury history. Or Kelsey's like 32, 33 years old now. So who Very who true. knows if he's going to be able to kind of stay healthy the whole season. So we'll see.
0: Don't you dare say that.
1: I know. And Zach Hurts might get traded. You got to keep right. an eye on that too. Yeah, that's wouldn't. what my mindset was.
0: Mm-hmm. He's pretty he's pretty old. He's pretty slow. If you saw him play last year, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything with Ertz. No matter where he lands, I'm all yeah. set with him.
2: Anything else, Ryan? All right. Oh, that's it.
1: That's all I got. Yeah!
0: <laughs> there we go. The
2: Cowboys Cowboys. Tra- all know. right. All right. Let's go. Let's keep Reagan. these people entertained. You know, let's run through this one. Uh, I got a lot on this one, but we'll try to make it quick. Um, this might be the most interesting team just because of all the fantasy output from it. So the Dallas Cowboys uh, went six and seven last year, third in the division. Uh, notables, obviously, Zeke, Dak, Mike Cooper, gollop C.D. Lamb. Um, key additions, really, it was mostly of a, de- a defensive move uh, from Dallas. Took six six defensive players with their first six picks in the draft. Eight out of the 11 all defensive players out of the draft. Um, Some no- Two notables from the defense were uh, Michael Parsons, linebacker from Penn State, and the uh, defensive back from Kentucky, Calvin Johnson. Other than that, you know, there not much to even talk about. According, to, uh, The big thing is, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, the Cowboys offensive line finished 27th last year, which is downright disgusting. They went into the season ranked fourth. And with injuries and then Dak getting injured and so on, the whole line, uh, it's just <laughs> 27th is really bad, especially for what they're usually known for uh going into this year they're ranked 6th. So a little bit of a downgrade, but they're still up there so there's a, there's a lot of praise for him still. They're going to get um well, tackle Tyron Smith, obviously old, but last year he was a little banged up, only played 154 snaps last year. He just had a bad season. Obviously, they're probably trying to save him too with um Prescott getting hurt. You don't want that older guy getting out there wasting his wasting his good mileage. Uh right tackle uh, Leo Collins, coming back from hip surgery. Right guard, Zach Martin, calf injury last year. He was going to come back for the playoffs. Uh, biggest question is center. Now, uh, with Travis Fredericks retiring the other uh, a couple years ago last year, uh, they had to um, experiment with Joe Looney and Tyler Badez. I don't even know how to pronounce that name. But anyways, they both ranked 34 and 33 out of the 37 qualifying centers. So <laughs> – 33 and 34, not good. Um, you know, they, it's it was their first year. They weren't with the starting QB for the most of the year. You know, they got to get used to the calls and stuff like that. So I see some upside. They have some great great guys around them with the veteran line. You know, they'll, sh- they'll show them the ropes. I think uh, I'm not too worried about that. I think they are going to finish, you know, be a top 10 line again this year. And this all makes sense, you know, for – Zeke Elliott's poor or at least lackluster 2020 season um I know he lost Dak obviously that affects him too but he's still he was still out there every single game uh you know it was just it just was uh crappy. he still finished fifth in carries with 244 fourth in targets at 73 eighth in receptions with 52 and uh and 10th in yards with 979, so he still had a decent year. Uh, he finished 19th in uh, in touchdowns with only eight, and I think that's where a lot of his fantasy dropped. Uh, Zeke and Dak – uh, when Zeke had Dak, excuse me, he averaged 106.7 yards a game, and when he when Zach was out, he only had 79 total uh, averaging yards. And Zeke's always been a top six back. With with Dak. so I guess I'm just trying to try to help my boy Zach go uh, uh Z- Z- I've been saying Z- Zach, it. I think. Zeke. Z- Z- uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anyways, I, I'm Z- just sneak attack.
0: Sneak attack.
2: like one of those famous People couples. It <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh God. <laughs>
0: No, nah, people will underestimate him this year. I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, the offensive line is huge. I know we go a lot about offensive line, but you have to put it in perspective, especially when it comes to running backs, man. If they got a weak offensive line, the running backs are going to struggle.
2: I so. uh, couldn't agree more, especially with Zeke. You know, he's, he's in a couple of years. He's not as fast, but he's still a great player, and I think he has great fantasy value. Um, I'll get into that in the questions, but – What I'm saying is don't give up on him. Don't take last year's, you know, little somewhat down year into effect. You know, once he gets Dak back, it's going to be a total game changer. Uh, The Cowboys also have three great uh, wide receivers with Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, The wide receivers – actually, the wide receivers and Dak were on a tear last year in the uh, the four games that he played. They were on pace – for something amazing, which was all three wide receivers were on pace for over a 1,000 yards, which is unheard of necessarily, having 3,000-yard receivers. Mark Cooper was on pace for 1,300. Mo Gallup was on pace for 1,100. C.D. Lamb was on pace for 1,300 as well, actually almost 1,400. And then Dak was on pace for almost 6,000 passing yards, uh, 5,900. They finished with not so much. So, uh, obviously, they had – they didn't have Dak the whole season and had Andy Dalton, but Amari Cooper finished still with a 1100 receiving yards. Michael Gabbard, had 843. CeeDee Lamb had 835. Like I said, Zeke had 338. You know that that reception total isn't bad for Zeke at that point, but still. Uh, now the obvious problem uh, wasn't going to be. Uh, wow, caught myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, the, there's so much, you know, I'm so bummed out that Dak missed out last year because they were on such a tear and it could have been really something, especially fantasy value. And uh, seeing that gets me really excited for all of these wide receivers next year. You know, whether, you know, you take actually, I think CeeDee Lamb now is going before Amari Cooper.
0: Yeah,
2: but I if I, seen I, that, like, which just, I thought was, barely,
0: but...
2: yeah, they're really cool. I saw one of those back to back. I was like, that's just weird. But either way, um, right now, uh, getting back to that, Dak is on track to be a 100 start for 2021 season. He's already practicing in OTAs with the uh, training staff, so that's great. See, he's actually out there with the team. I don't think he's doing obviously no full contact, and he's I barely I bet you he's probably not even doing Skelly drills, meaning like no lineman. Uh, but he's out there throwing around, probably moving, just getting it all loosened back up. Like I said, he was on pace for great numbers last year. Uh, fifty nine uh, hundred yards, twenty nine passing yards, three hundred rushing yards, nine touchdowns. He was coming off actually his greatest season the year before with forty nine hundred yards, thirty passing touchdowns, uh, two hundred seventy seven rushing yards, and three rushing touchdowns. So, uh, I'll bring it to that first question: Is he's ADP is fourth overall? You know, are you guys on board with him going fourth overall? Uh, ADP-wise, a QB? Uh,
0: fourth quarterback.
2: I'm sorry, yeah, not ADP. Yeah. Four, fourth uh, ranking-wise. Um, are you nervous about the injury? Or are you guys ready to jump right in with him at practice already um, and pra- uh, participating somewhat in OTAs?
1: Right. You- <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I certainly have him in the top 10. Obviously, Dak, if he's on track, if he, if he can – can do what he did last year and stay on track. That would be remarkable. Um, I don't see that being the case. I think they try, at least early on in the season, try to get Zeke the ball. You try to get the ball out of Dak's hands. Like, obviously, that knee, it's going to take him time to get comfortable. It's going to take him time to move around. I think early in the season, it's going to be a matter of getting the ball out of his hands quickly, getting the ball to Zeke, and trying to blow up the game a little bit. I think last year they got caught in a lot of shootouts. Uh, I don't know if that was the best, um, the best for the team, especially with a weak defense. I think you pound the ball, you try to run the clock a little bit, you keep the games close, you keep your defense off the field. I think that's going to be their approach at least early in the season.
2: No, great call too. And then, like I said about the line, the centers—they're really going to have to get readjusted to Dak and uh, figure out who's going to be that starting center. So you're right; they're probably going to start running the ball. Quick, get the uh, get the ball out of Dak's hands, quick, so on. So, it was a great call. I I'm still, if you were wondering, I'm I'm all for him at four, but that's just me. Really? Like yeah, I'm fine with him being the, a number four quarterback, and uh, obviously, I don't think his stats are going to be as good as they were projected for last year. But what they what he got the year before, I think is, uh, I think it's easily. Achieved, not the thirty touchdown passes, but I think it could still happen. It's the rushing yards at around three hundred that I'm a little nervous about. But um, I, you know, he's still going to have a shitload of yards passing.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, so Mahomes, Jackson, Allen. I'm going Kyler Murray before Dak. I think. Yeah.
1: I, Tannehill. I, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. Don't, don't
0: tell people about Tan yeah. Hill. Come
2: on. Yeah, Fantasy Pros he was ranked fourth overall.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I just, I'm surprised they have a lot of faith in him. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little nervous, but we'll see in training camp.
2: Kyle, Kyle Murray makes me nervous. So <laughs> that too,
0: little guy like that running around. Uh, He's
2: got some weapons, but
0: he does. He does. So we'll, we'll see. see. All those better.
1: guys are in the same tier, right? Like, you never really know. You don't know where they're going to line up. Yeah. No,
0: he needs, Kyle Murray needs better coaching. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. It's to a toss up with them. I'll probably, we'll have to get into that some other time. Food for can I, thought.
2: Uh, can I ask that last, last question? Yeah, quick? keep going. Yeah, keep going. I just wanted to bring it back. Uh, I know Ryan asked a question, but it, mine kind of ties in but it's uh i have always obviously talked about the giants and the cowboys with um was it barkley projected for fifth and zeke projected for sixth in adp on espn but where are you guys going on this what do you guys feel more comfortable to take and i i honestly feel more comfortable taking zeke at five than i do saquon
0: yeah uh, I what do are you thinking I, yeah. I would yeah i would as well um but I, I just think that's too high because I guess they have Chubb ranked pretty low. But I, I guess I'm more high on Chubb uh, because he was on pace for 20 touchdowns when he came back from his injury last year, rushing touchdowns. So I mean, in a lot of yards. Uh,
2: we yeah. do have to keep in mind that they have Tony Pollard too, and Tony Paul- Pollard sure. did take some uh, t- take some uh, <clears throat> excuse me some snaps away. And you know Zeke just seemed a little lackluster last year. He kind of just like didn't want to be there. It seems, to some people. Obviously, didn't see that, but also I don't know. I didn't watch as hard. It was Dallas, so.
1: It's tough when you have Andy <laughs> Dolan as your quarterback, too, right? Whoever yeah. that other random dude was for that one game that we still haven't looked up. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him on that. Yeah.
1: Here, here's where, here's where I think like. I like Barkley over Zeke. If they're both healthy, Zeke, I think is a safer option. Zeke is the option I would probably go with. And this is, you know, I, I think different analysts have already touched on this. I'm sure our listeners who are, you know, fantasy football heads, like they probably already know this, but first five weeks with Dak, Zeke's averaging almost 18 points a game week. Six on, he averages less than 10 a game. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that was directly related to Dak. And here's another big area, I think, for Zeke that really down after Dak went out. So, you know, first first four weeks, because Dak didn't play the whole game in week five, four targets, seven targets, 11 targets, eight targets. After that, Dak goes down two targets. You have the outlier of 10 targets. And then two, two, three, two, three. So he became not impactful in the passing game whatsoever. And if you're in a PPR format, that's so critical. So if what I'm saying is true and that Dak's going to be checking down, he's going to be getting the ball out of his hand. Zeke's going to get more carries. Like that's going to equal more targets, more yards, more touchdown opportunities. I really am very high on Zeke this year. Um, So I would, I would take him over Barkley and I would consider taking him over, Maybe he's like Dalvin Cook, too. Ooh. But, you know, we'll oh, we get into that. That's wild. It's it's in the rankings. Come on. What are
0: you doing? You're scaring people. Now. So
2: you take him over Alan Kamara and Derek Henry in PPR? Ugh.
1: I'm taking him over Derrick Henry, I think, yeah. I'm not taking him over Kamara.
2: No, so you, do you have Kamara, too? Am I ruining your projection sheet?
1: No, we haven't done running back projections yet.
2: Well, I'm just saying. You said you'd take him over Cook, and I have Cook at everybody else Cook at two, so that's why I was questioning yeah.
1: it. Now I'm gonna to have to critique my my projections to find <laughs> to We gotta edit that
0: out because you're going
1: off a left. Here. I'm gonna make <laughs> my I'm gonna make my projections. He's gonna be like eighth or ninth. I'm going to be like, oh damn it.
2: What had happened was.
1: <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I think he's cool. got a lot of upside this year. I really do. This is gonna be very potent fast offense with a lot of red zone opportunities are going to move up and down the field. And it's all going to depend on Dak being healthy.
2: Couldn't agree more. Wait, I thought just we were talking about Saquon. He's talking about Zeke. Don't mess up the, uh, the people. I'm all, <laughs> I'm all confused. All
0: right. So Dallas's first five games. Okay. Is against Tampa Chargers, yeah. Philly, Carolina giants. All right. And then the Giants is Denver, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas. It, Saquon's starting off with an easier schedule, man. Uh, it. So uh, th- it looks Dallas like the rest ranked, of schedule.
2: Dallas is uh, ranked twenty third in and e- uh, easiest schedule. <laughs> so oh God, it's not not a good uh, not an easy season for him projection wise. Was
0: that the Tough, toughest schedule? My math's off. Anyway. I ain't good at numbers.
1: You were right, big guy. Oh, look at me. Guy. Your homeschooled education at least taught you how to...
2: Yeah, I felt bad <laughs> once I said...
1: Yeah.
2: I felt bad once I said, you know, when you go to school and you write your name on the papers, he never had that problem. <laughs> it, it
0: went right over my head. Yep. When I got to college and I'm just like, wait, I got to write my name down at these on these things? Yeah. What? Yeah. Date? <laughs> What's the date? (laughs) What's the date? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right. Anything else on Dallas there, Regan?
2: Nope. Just a lot of opportunity for fantasy points. So keep them in your mind when you're drafting.
0: Yeah, you heard it here first. Ryan thinks Dalvin Cook's gonna suck and Zeke is gonna be number two overall.
1: I also heard that.
2: That was weird.
1: (laughs) You You can create whatever narrative you want to create, but. I do think Zeke has a chance to pass him.
2: It sounded like he wanted Nick Chubb over both of them, so we'll see how We do want rigged.
1: Miles Sanders over both of them. Let's have that discussion. Oh, shut
0: the – oh, okay, get out of here. All right, you're fired.
2: <laughs> Antonio Gibson. <laughs> Outro, please. Let's get out of here, this guy.
0: <laughs> All right, we've gone on pretty long, so uh, we want to thank you guys for sticking around uh, this long with us. Uh, just remember that contest – Go to our YouTube channel uh, at Just the Tip, a fantasy football podcast, and comment on what you have as your favorite sleeper this year. All right. Uh, Try to make it a deep sleeper. All right. Make it interesting that we'll react on our next episodes. All right. Uh, You can find us on YouTube, like I just said, uh, Apple, Spotify, Google, and Amazon. Follow us on our socials at Just the Tip FFP. Like and comment, slide into our DMs there, give us some stuff for the mailbag. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. You can email us at justatipffpodcasts at gmail.com. As always, thank you for taking our tips.
1: That's what she said.
0: <laughs> you guys got anything uh, for the leftovers real quick?
2: Uh, Ryan, you want to go first? <laughs> you got any leftovers? I
1: um. don't Usain Bolt had twins yesterday. Their uh, names Ready for this? Thunder
2: uh, and Lightning.
0: Uh, oh, hang
1: on, hang on, hang on, hang on.
2: Saint
0: Storm and uh,
1: Saint Cloud. No. So, Thunder
2: Is it is really one
1: of them. Thunderbolt? No. Yep. Yeah. And that was the big one. The other one's like Saint something. I lost the page, but uh, that
2: poor kid. He had just got. He had such opportunity for a dope name, and he ruined it.
1: Saint God. Leo, and Thunderbolt. Saint I, Leo. I hope
2: you know it would really suck if the other one's the fast one. <laughs> <Thunder.
1: Liarity. laughs>
2: yeah, I love it. That was. Awesome. That's what would happen to me. Well. Um, my leftover is just, you know, what's up with haircuts nowadays And uh, after the pandemic? I can't get a slot at the barber. First off, he has nobody in this uh, rental chairs, so he rents out extra seats. He was like, all right, I, got, I called today. He's like, I got a spot at 4 o'clock on Friday or 4 o'clock on Saturday. I was like, that's it? He's like, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Great. <laughs> work till 5. This should work out awesome.
0: <laughs> well, you got to call out of work.
2: I'm just going to have to go in early and leave early. Hopefully. Hopefully my boss isn't watching. Yeah.
0: Is that right? It's better than other stuff I've heard you do while you're on the What? Your dad's told me stories.
2: Is this going to be a crazy outro? Get out of (laughs) here.
0: What are you talking about? What crazy outro?
2: Oh, some about tips and parents, and I'm all set. I
1: don't have any
2: hair, dude. That's because I get haircuts. I get
1: haircuts for like three months.
2: Oh yeah. Well, that actually brought me to my second question: is how many times do you guys get a haircut? Because I, when I was younger, I used to get a haircut like every week.
1: <laughs> every six weeks for me.
2: Every six weeks?
1: Yeah, As a kid, I do like every two to three weeks, and now you can't do it. It's like same thing. It's about six weeks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I have a kid in a house now, and before it was just me working, so I had the extra money, and now I can wait three weeks
0: we've definitely lost our audience by now,
2: so. <laughs> but they know to call ahead to get haircuts, just saying. That's
0: true, that's true. That's true. You're yeah. welcome. Hey, if there's anybody out there that wants to sponsor us, and give us haircuts, you
2: know, we'd appreciate it. I'll give you a call out, that'd be great. 2-1 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fade, ladies know. and gentlemen. Interrupted me.
0: But yeah, yeah, I let my hair grow out in six weeks.
2: That's Ryan's not mom. six weeks.
1: Six, six, three, four. What's your, your love for Mac?
2: Yeah, keep talking so he can't bring <laughs> up your mom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nothing. I just, I'm just, just saying. I grow out my hair because Ryan's mom likes to pull it. That's all. Well, Dak,
1: here's the deal. I'm the best there is. Plain simple. Daddy, I mean, I wake up with the more morning. I right. excellence.
0: <laughs> Get out
2: of here.